Okay. Well, I say welcome back. So, right. Okay. Your test on the base. One, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom. From the words Toshma, or last I say, yes? Okay. Now, the Possek says as follows in Parshas Nazir. Kol Yemei Hazirai, all the days of his Nazirus, Lashem, al nefesh meis layova. He can, he's not allowed to be metama himself to, to, to a mace. And then in the very next Possek it says, Lo'oviv to his father, Le'ima to his mother, Lo'ochiv to his brother, Lo'chosah to his sister, Lo'yitamalohembamosam, he cannot be metama himself. Which seems to be miyuta, it's not necessary to say that. Because once we've said, Kol Yumei Hazira Lashem, Al Nefesh Meis meaning he cannot be metama himself to any mace, why does the next Possek have to say, not to his father, not to his mother, etc.? We've said it already. So Rashi, quoting the Sifri, the word Vel'achosai comes afterwards. So in the Sifri, the Sifri says as follows, that there, when it comes to... Um, Sorry. Uh, yeah, the Sifri says we learn out the following. From the word La'oviv comes to tell you that La'oviv, to his father, the Nozik cannot be Matama himself. But to a Mace Mitzvah, Mace Mitzvah means somebody who's got nobody, you just find a Mace there and nobody's looking after it. There's no Chabra Kadisha, no relations, no nothing. The Mace is just there and nobody is dealing with it. That's called a Mace Mitzvah. So we learn out that a Nozik, from the word La'oviv, is to tell you to his father he can't be matame, but to a mitzvah he can. The next word in the possible Ima of his mother, from that we learn out that if a nozi has got an extra level of kedusha, he's not only a nozi but he's a kain as well. Again, from the Ima we learn out that such a person who's a nozi and a kain, even though he cannot be matame to his mother, he can be matame to a mace mitzvah. From the word la'ochiv, we learn out if the person's got an even higher level. In other words, he is not only a nozir, but he's a kain godel. Right? So such a person, la'ochiv, to his brother he cannot be matame, but to the mace mitzvah he can. And now the Gemara starts off with the last one, v'lachosa. So in other words, the four was what is in the, uh, in, it, it's brought in the Medrash, in the Sifri, and now we come to the words Vlachosa, what we learn out from that. What can Achosa tell us? What we haven't already learnt in the three previous ones, namely that a Nozir, whatever it is, either a Nozir, or a Nozir in a Kain, or a Nozir in a Kain Godel, he can be Matami to Mace Mitzvah. So what do we learn out from the word Lachosa? This is where our Gemara starts tonight. Matam Loma, it learns as follows. He was on the way to Shechtis Korban Pesach. Volomal Espanai, or to Malhisam. And he heard that there's one of his relatives had died, and he had to deal with it. Then, then we say like this. Yachol Yatame. What meaning you'd have a question, are you allowed to be Matame yourself? Because he's got two things in front of him. He's got either to say Korban Pesach or Mila on the one hand. 
and he's got on the other hand that he should be metama himself to his relative. We learn that out from the word lo yitama. Even though the word lo yitama is said only by a kohen, you learn out from that that any person, even if he's not a nozer and he's not a kohen, he should be metama himself to his relative. So here we're talking about a person who's not, neither a nozer nor a kohen, but he's, he's got a mitzvah in front of him, particularly it's a mitzvah deraisa, either to malisan or koven pesach. On the other hand, he's got a mace to deal with. So the question is, so the Gemara says, Yochel Yachel Yitame. One wonders what should he do? Omret la Yitame. On consideration, you would say he should not be Matame the mace, to the mace. Why? Rush explains. Because both Mila and Koran Pesach have got something in common, namely, that if you don't do them, Yachayv Kores. Right? Mila and with Pesach's Chayv Kores. So therefore you'd come to the conclusion that you should do that mitzvah rather than be matami yourself. And Yochor one would suppose kashem she'ena matami lehem. So you would say then that you should not, do, not be matami yourself and you should do the mitzvah. Yochor might think kashem she'ena matami lehem just as you should not be matami to them but rather do the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, or Mila, kach ene matame mitzvah. He also should not be matame mitzvah. Because previously we were just talking about Tumah and meis mitzvah, you do the meis mitzvah. But if a person is doing something which is A, a mitzvah deraisa, and B, which carries the, the punishment of Kores, even if it's a you might think that even if a meis mitzvah is there, a meis, nobody's dealing with it, then such a person should stop his carbon Pesach and stop his Mila and go and attend to the Mace Mitzvah. Tamaloma. Therefore it says, now this is where the, the, we explain what the words of Lachosa mean. Lachosa comes to tell you that Lachosa would ain't matame. He cannot be matame to his sister in a situation like that. In other words, if he's on the way for carbon Pesach or Mila. Abon matame, who the Mace Mitzvah? But he can be matame himself to a Mace Mitzvah. Asmar Amai, how can the Torah allow you to do this? Because what is Mace Mitzvah basically? It's covered up Brias. Mace Mitzvah means it's dignity. It's not nice, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing to leave a person who's dead lying there and not taking any notice. You should give it a proper Kavura. You should give it a Kavura Sisra. So here we're saying, how can we allow the dignity of a person? to be more important than a mitzvah. Lema, as we said before, ain't chachm of ain't tavun of ain't eitzel and eged Hashem. You remember, we started off this sugya, and we said like this, a person is walking in the street, and he realizes he's got sharpness. What should he do? He's got to take it off. Either he's going to lose his dignity by walking around naked in the street. We said, ain't chachm of ain't tavun of ain't eitzel and eged Hashem. So why then we, we don't worry about human dignity, because you've got an, an, a, uh, you've got sharpness on you, therefore you've got to get rid of sharpness. So why don't we say the same thing here? Why should this person, he's got a mitzvah to do, on the one hand, either carbon pesach or mila, on the other hand, he's got to deal with a mace mitzvah, which is just sort of dignity covered abrias. Why do we learn that from the word of the so that he should be, he should do the dignity part, he should do the mace mitzvah, rather than do the mitzvah of mila and carbon pesach? Answer the Gemara, very simple. 
Normally you'll write, ain't chokhmah, ain't tzvodah, ain't tzvodah, If you've got a mitzvah to rice on one side, and you've got human dignity on the other side, the mitzvah wins. But here, since the Pulsuk actually says, which is extra, as we said, because if we said, what did we say? He said, the, uh, and then the very next Pulsuk says, which we don't need. So we learn out from the Lachaisai that you can be Matame to a Mace Mitzvah, a person who's on the way to Mila or Kobb and Pesach can be Matame to a Mace Mitzvah. So the answer is this. So we said, you're right, normally that would be the situation, and you would have to do the mitzvah rather than dealing with a mace mitzvah. However, since it says the word, and we learn from there, Olachosa comes to tell you that he's allowed to stop for a mace mitzvah, therefore that's why we don't apply in this situation. Right. <coughs> No, Lachosa tells you. No, 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 not Lachosa. It means he can't be matama to anyone except to a mace mitzvah. Except to a mace mitzvah. Because we said he's not allowed to be matama. Why? Because he's got a something which is a high chorus. So you might think that even a mace mitzvah he wouldn't have to be. He wouldn't be allowed to be matama himself. that he can be matama himself to a mace mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Veligma mino. So let's derive from here that saying that human dignity overrides even Isuri Daraisa. Because we see from here a person is on his way to do Bismillah or he's on his way to do uh, Korban Pesach. Nevertheless, Mes Mitzvah comes before that. So let's learn from this that the same way that a Mes Mitzvah can take away an Isuri Daraisa, so it should do the same everywhere else answer tomorrow should be Altas is shiny here what we're doing the person is on the way to do Milo Pesach and we say don't do it and Rashi's got a long Rashi there and basically he says look Chazal I've got a Kayach to do that where do we find that Rosh Hashanah it's Gia Shreifah it's Shabbos if Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos they have got a Chiyah they have got a Kayach to tell people don't blow aye it's an Issa it's, it's, it's a mitzvah to raisa to blow the shoifer. Same thing with Abba Minin. It's a mitzvah to raisa. Chazal have got a kind of to say shevel tase. What Chazal can't tell you is to go and do something, do an avera that you can't do. But shevel tase, not to do it, is shiny. So in other words, we can't learn out from here, from this case where he says don't do Pesach or don't do Mila, because that's a shevel tase. Uh, but the, the Mephoshim ask an obvious question. Before we talked about Kainan and Nozir, and we said he is allowed to be Matame himself, which is a Kumvase. Here we're saying it's, it's only because it's a Shavial Tase we can't learn out onto anything else. So we can't learn out onto a Kumvase. But when, it, when we learned before that a person's Matame himself, a Kainan and Nozir, he's actually physically going to be Matame himself. So it does override it. So Rashi answers a long Rashi there, but basically, in a nutshell, what Rashi says is, it's not that you, there's an Avera of Tumor when it comes to the Kainan Nozir. In such situations of a Mace Mitzvah, the Issa of Tumor was never given to a Kain. So it's not a Kumba Asay, there's no Issa. Kumba Asay means there's an Issa, and you're allowed to override that Issa. But where the Issa was never given, and he says, for example, a Kain with a Sheva Krivim, 
or a kohen with um, or the situation with a makes mitzvah, the issa of tumah was never given, so it's not a kumbase. Right, let's carry on. Omele rapopo labayat. So it's rapopo labayat. My shnor, what is the difference? We shine in the earlier generations, this rachshalahu nissa, miracles used to happen to them, and my shnor, anandalam is rachshalahu nissa. Whereas our generation, we don't have any miracles occurring. Imishum tenuye, if you want to suggest, is because the earlier generations were greater than us in Torah learning. That's not the case. Why? In the time of Rabbi Yehuda, everyone only learned Nazikin. The Anan Komasnis and Shishasidra. And we learn all Shishasidra mission, in other words, all the Masachas. So we're greater in learning than the previous generation. And now the reason why we're greater in learning in this generation than in the previous generation is because when we would come, arrive to the subject of Uxin, now, Uxin means, let's say, for example, you've got an apple, and the apple has got a stem to it. Alright? Now, if you can lift up, if you can grab hold of the stem, and while lifting the stem, it lifts up the apple as well, then it's connected. So, if the stem becomes Tommy, the apple also becomes Tommy. So, now the mission says as follows, but there's exceptions, as we will see. We learn as follows, the following mission, Ho'isha Shekaveshis Yorok Bankadeva. A woman is preserving a vegetable in a pot, pickling it, put it in vinegar. For omelet, others say zesim shekoshim b'tarpein taharim. Olives that 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 you preserve together with their leaves are tar. Now, in both these cases, in both these cases, when you pickle something, it becomes very very soft. So, if example, the case here was a yorok b'kzera, a vegetable. But if we take an example of the apple, it's the same idea. Once you put it in vinegar and you pickle it, that stem is going to become so soft that it will no longer, if you pick up the, the, the stem, it won't, it won't be able to carry the weight of the apple. In that case, the tumor does not part. That's what this oxen is about. So what, what, what he's saying is like this. What Rapop is saying is like this. That when Rabbi Huda, who was the previous generation, came to this subject matter in oxen about these stems, he learned about these, these Mishnayas and also similarly together when, when you've got the leaves that once they're pickled again if you hold it by the leaves it won't, it won't pick it up so therefore the tumor doesn't part Omar he would say this is Rabbi Huda <coughs> I see the difficulties that Rabbi Shmuel had in other words he was admitting right that he wasn't an expert on the subject of Uxin Whereas in our generation now, we learn Uxin, and we've got 13 different versions of how to learn this. Right? Others say Tosus brings, there were 13 different yeshivas where they learned that. But at any rate, we are masters of this matter of Uxin, where Rabbi Huda himself admitted that he wasn't the master of Uxin. So if you want to say the reason why miracles happened in the previous generation is because they were more learned than us, I've just proved by two ways. A, that we learned the whole shish, the whole shas, whereas they only learned Nazikin. And second of all, we were even more expert in things like Oxin. So our learning is greater. So why is it that the miracles should happen to them and not to us? Yet, when there was a drought, Rabbi Yehuda would take off one shoe as a sign 
of affliction, Osimitra and rain would come immediately. But Anan, whereas in our generation, we afflict ourselves, meaning we have to fast, we do much more than what Rabbi Huda did, we cry out in Tefillah, but let's the Master and no one pays attention to this. So why should this be? We seem to be a greater generation in learning than the previous generation, yet they used to have miracles happen just like that, and we don't. On Malay, Sabai said to a Papa, it's not to do with learning. The earlier generations, they were most nefesh. Right? They sacrificed themselves to be Makadishem Shemayim. And none of them is being Nashan Hashem. But we don't. We don't. So, and now the Gemara gives an example of the self sacrifice that they had in the previous generation, the Messiris Nefesh, which is a bit of an odd story. The Hava Levisha Kabalta Bashuka. Rav Adabahava saw a, a Kusi woman who was wearing a Kabalta. Now, a, what was a Kabalta? It was a type of hat or a type of garment. Probably was a hat. It was an ostentatious type of garment. Somewhere says, says a mother Mephoshim, the Oroch said it was red. In any case, at any rate, it was a not a sneers. It was, it drew attention to herself. You know, in other words, when she walked down the street, everyone could see it. And this wasn't right. So the Bashisrahu, he, he mistook her for being a, a, a Jewish woman. Come carry me now, and he tore it off from her. Right? <laughs> if I can hear Clive shouting from Bournemouth a few questions on this story. Right? Come carry me now, he tore it from her. Igloy Milsa, so that was a mysterious nefesh. Right? Igloy Milsa de Kusisi. It then really turned out she wasn't a Jewish woman. And he had to pay a fine for doing that. Shaimua Ba'arba Mayazuz. He had a 400 Zuz fine, which is a lot of money. Quite a few parking tickets. Omalah Mashmech. He said to her, What is your name? Omalah Matum. She said, My name is Matum. Omalah, he said to her, This is a play on words. Moson, Moson, Arba Mea Zuzah Shavya. Because the word Moson means 200. So Moson, Moson, 200, and 200 is 400. Moson, Moson was worth 400 Zuz. So this, this is the Messiris Nefesh. Like, in other words, like others say, the reason why he took it off was because the hat was, had sharpness in it. And that's a connection with Al Gemara because we started off talking about sharpness. But at any case, it seems to be that he got fined in the end because he did it to a cussy woman. He did it to a non-Jewish woman. But if it would have been a Jewish woman, it would have been considered a serious nefesh. Who fined it? What? The courts. The courts. Really? Of course. You can do this to your own people. You can't, you can't do this to other people. Right? So, but anyway, this, I don't know why Pink the Gomorrah has to pick this slightly odd story and I'm sure there were other examples of Messirish Nef- Nefesh of the previous generations but in any case that's the Gemara that picks it we've also got some funny stories coming up now as well ok and, we, and the reason why we bring this is because we're talking about you should conduct yourself modestly so here as well Rav Gidl used to go and sit next to the entrance of the woman's mikvah, in order, in order to hokitvila the hokitvila, to tell them this is how you should eyeball. 
What about Yetzahara? So, you know, women going into the mikvah. This seems to me just like white geese. In other words, they don't entice me at all. You've got a similar Gemara and Ksubas where there was a certain Amira who used to dance with the colour on, on his shoulders. Can you imagine that happening nowadays? <laughs> right? And they asked him, well, how can you do that? Have you, have you got a Yetzahara and there's a woman on your shoulders? He says, to me, also, she's like a geese, geese or something like that. I mean, remember, those, they had that sort of madrega that they could talk like that. So, um, this is, yeah, so this is what he used to do, Rogiddle. Now, another, another story, similar, but a bit different. Rabbi Yochanan have a Rogil of Ashari to Tvila. Rabbi Yochanan would sit next to the entrance of the woman's mikvah. Omer, he said, When the Jewish woman come out from Tvila after having toiled in the mikvah, they should look at me, and they will have children as beautiful as I would have. In other words, what you're saying is like this. The thought of the parents at the time when they come together, that will determine the sort of child that they conceive. Just like, where do we find this idea as well? With Yaakov, he had the rods, remember, which he put by the sheep, and when the sheep had the, the, the babies, they, they had stripes, uh, stripes over them. So he, what he was saying is, the women came out of the mikvah, and they looked at me, and Rabbi Okanon was a very handsome person and um, therefore they will have very beautiful children ah, that was his reason for doing Lashem Shemaim the rabbi said to him like oh, Mr. Bisha, are you not worried about an iron horror now the iron horror means if a person has been given beauty he shouldn't show it off I mean it's not just beauty any 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 good thing that a person has got whether it's wealth or whether it's beauty or whatever, whatever it is don't flaunt it don't show it off because people will be jealous of it it's only natural and then will have to sort of as it were think again does this person deserve all these blessings so you don't it's a very important thing if you have a brocha keep it to yourself don't flaunt it who so Rabbi Yochanan said to them, I'm not Mizarah de Yosef Karsina. I come from, I'm a descendant of Yosef. Over the, the, the iron horror had no power. As it says in the Apostle, a charming son is Yosef, as a charming son to Ale Oyen, it says, Artikri Ale Oyen, don't pronounce the word ale oyen, ele oyle oyen. What rises over the eye. In other words, what they're saying, says Rashi explains, that Yosef and all his descendants, they were above the iron horror, and therefore it had no power on them. So therefore he was saying, they were worried, aren't you worried about an iron horror to show off you're so beautiful? He says, no, I come from Yosef where, where iron horror does not apply. Rabbi Yosef Bachanina also agrees that the descendants of Yosef don't have an iron horror, but he says he learns it from a, from a different place. 
He says, the Yidgul arrived Bekerva Oret. In the end of Amalach, the Yidgul arrived Bekerva Oret. And may the children of Yosef multiply like fish Bekerva Oret. So, what's the connection to fish? Just as fish in the sea, the water covers them, as this man who swam uh, from uh, Land's End to to where was it to Dover found out, because they asked him that you know why, according to the according to the Channel rules, you're only allowed to swim with a swimming with just with a swimming trunk. So somebody asked him why couldn't he wear a, a what do you call it? Um, what do you call it when you have a suit that uh, what? A wetsuit, yeah. Wet. That's not the rules, he said. Any case, there's a lot of fish in the sea, and he was stung badly. Just as the fish in the sea, the water covers them, so he can't see them. Therefore, there's no iron horror. Yosef, so it's true regarding because it says the Yidgul arrived the Karabas regarding the children of Yosef. The evil eyes got no power of them. The Ebois Ema, and if you want to say. Uh, you can give another reason why there's no iron horror at all on Yosef or his descendants, because iron shelo rots to lozumimashi and the eye such as Yosef who did not want to enjoy what was not his, meaning Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, but he wasn't having any of it. Therefore, midah connected midah, since it was the eye that saw it and did not want to, to sort of enjoy what he was being offered, so to say. Therefore, Midi Kanega Mega, ain't Ein Hora, show letters for him. And therefore, the uh, Ein Hora has got no power over Yosef. Now, the Bach asked like this, why was Rabbi Yochanan also not, remember, they were asked two different questions. There was Rav Giddel, who was outside the mikvah, and he was asked, did you not have a Yetzirah? So he explained, he says, no, no, I didn't have any Yetzirah. Rabbi Yochanan, why wasn't he asked whether he has a Yetzirah? He did the same thing. He was by the gates of the, what's the name? So he was only asked, weren't you worried about Ayn Hara? Why wasn't he asked about your Yetzirah? Alright? That's what the Bach says there. So, one of the answers he gave was that the Rabbi Yochanan, the Gemara says, I think in Bob Metzia, no, in Tanas, that he had very long eyebrows. So he couldn't see. Alright? But the, 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 the En Yaakov, En Yaakov doesn't like that at all. Because it says there, when he grew very long eyebrows, he looked quite ugly. Now the whole idea was to stand outside the mikvah to look beautiful, so that the children should be beautiful. So the whole thing doesn't really sort of add up. So one of the other answers is like this. He says like this. Rav Giddel, right, he actually went into the mikvah with the women. Although it says, this answer seems to be a bit confusing, it says, the Yosef Asharit Tvila, by the gate. But where does he bring the Raya from? Because he says, Hochi Tvila, the Hochi Tvila. This is how you should immerse. Mashma, he was standing next to them and said, you do it like this, not like that. So therefore, he was right in the mikvah with the women, therefore they asked him, did you have not, have you not got a Yetzirah to be standing right there? But where's, what's the name? Rabbi Yochanan, he was at the Shari Tzvila's on the way out. They would see him. So that's not such a Yetzirah sort of thing as being inside the Mikvah the thing. Therefore, they only asked him about the, uh, about, uh, Ein Hora rather than Yetzirah. But Ein Hora, look, we don't quite understand what it is, but it's an important thing. I don't know whether I told you this story about myself. When I was ill in hospital 20 years ago, a lady came, a very old lady. She was actually, you know, the, the owner of Parkway. 
Did I tell you this story? Yes, no. His his mother, she had this she she had this Kabbalah that she used to sort of put something, some water on your forehead, say if you suck him, and get rid of the iron horror. And she she came there. I was unconscious, I wasn't I didn't know anything about it. Any case, Baruch Hashem, I was okay, I came home. A few weeks later she phones me up and she says to me, I want to do it again because it didn't work. When I did it on you in the hospital, it didn't work. I don't know how she knew it didn't work. It didn't work. And she said to me, the reason why it didn't work is because the people were in the room at the time, they were sort of mocking it a bit. And therefore that somehow held it back. So I said, all right, let me come back to you. So I went to Rabbi Feldman and I said to him, should I allow... I I didn't know what the upside is or the downside of this, you know. So I said, should I allow him, should I allow her to do it? He says to me, you've come to the wrong man. You know what I mean? I don't get involved in these sort of heavenly things. So I said to him, but apparently, according to this woman, she said, this comes directly, Kabbalah, from one to the other, directly from the Chassam Sofa. So Rabbi Feldman says, well, in that case, I take my hat off to it. Right, so I presume that meant I should do it. And he goes, so she did it. And, brought, and, and, and she said it was successful. How she knew it was successful, I don't know. But Iron Horror is something, I mean, I because... Got the, I got it this lady through Frank. Yeah. Oh, the same lady. Same lady. Risa is my, my sister-in-law's mother. Risa Klein. No, this is Mrs. What's her name? Right. Risa's mother was Parkway. Mrs. Mrs. Parkway. Yeah, Gluck. You know Gluck with a long beard. Yeah, yeah, his mother. Yeah, his mother. No, no, you're mixing it up. You're mixing it up. This, this, this was his name is Gluck, Mrs. Gluck. So who is Mrs. Gluck? I knew that. Oh, Risa told us about it. Risa, yeah, no, right. Any case, but we can. The, bo- the bottom line is that we can see from this Gomorrah that Ein Horror is not just a superstitious superstition or anything like that. It is real. It, you know, we learn that from the Psukim Ein Horror of Dogim Shabayam or Ale Ayin. It is a real thing. Mrs. Man was the Gluck. Okay, can, can we just can we just just make a start on the mission and we'll leave it at that? Because uh, I was running into Maori time. Okay, now the previous missioner we said we were talking about burying a relative, and therefore they're potamikrishma. Remember the previous missioner. Now we're going to list other people who are potamikrishma. Noshim, women, the avodim, and we're talking about an evid knani. And the din is that an Evid Knani has got the same mitzvahs as a woman. So Noshim and Avodim, uh, Avodim Knanim, that is, always go together. Ukatanim, under by mitzvah, under bat mitzvah. Apaturim Krishma. They are potter from Krishma. Uminat Tfilin, and from putting on Tfilin. This is all about mitzvah sasatias mangaromo. Because Krishma has got to be said at a certain time. Tfilin has got to be put on at a certain time. The Chayovim Betvila, the Chayov Betvila. We'll see, next week we'll discuss what the difference is. But Mezuzah is more obvious, because Mezuzah is not a Mitzvah Seishas Mangaroma. Because Mezuzah has got to be there all the time. And also, Babichas the Mosin, they've also got to be the Chayov in Bichas the Mosin. Again, the Gemara will discuss that. Just one thing, that the, when, when we say that Noshim Avodim and Katanim, are we talking about a cotton shea gear or not a gear That is a machlokas between Russia and Tysus here. And we'll leave it at that.